Good morning, world. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Peace, Toast, and Jam. This is your host, Miss Slick Vic, aka just Vic, aka whatever you'd like to call me today, honestly. Um, wow. Well, hi, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. Um, it is Thursday, November. Oh, gosh. I think it's the 5th. Isn't that terrible? I don't even know. Oh, gosh. It's been such a whirlwind of an end of the month of October, just with, as you guys all know, with crazy politics going on, I think just like Halloween coming in here and people not really knowing, like, are we trick-or-treating? Are we not? What are we doing? Are we going out? Blah, blah, blah. Which I have to note that I love Halloween. It is pretty much my favorite holiday. I mean, it's very close to Christmas, but I just love, honestly, I think I like the build up to Halloween most of all. I love fall. And um, I was living in Tampa last year during this time. So I really didn't, I didn't get experience any of the fall. So it was super special this year for me. But at the same time, it was kind of like, well, this is a different kind of fall because there are so many things not open. And I'm so used to like doing more of like fall event things. So, anyways. Oh, it's just been a whirlwind. So I hope you guys all survived the the election. <laughs> and believe me, I am not a political person. So if you are, I mean, more power to you. It's really not my cup of tea, but it's it's almost like really hard to, to get away from that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> the reason why I'm bringing up politics and stuff like that is because I just, and with what I just said, it's kind of hard to get away from it. So I wanted to tie this into how society and the world basically mold us as, you know, just people living in this world and society to follow certain trends and to to really focus on certain things in which they and whoever they may be thinks um, is important. So it kind of goes right into, um, and we're just starting right into this, by the way. I'm sorry, I didn't really give a whole background <laughs> the day, but we're just going to dive in. So I was just thinking that it's, it's hard living in this world without being persuaded by everything that's going around you. So this is going to tie into emotions and feelings and like your energy, but we're completely bombarded by the time we wake up in the morning to when we go to bed by the media, by social media, by our friends, family, et cetera, by work, um, by billboards that we're passing, by advertisements that we see of how we should look, how we should think, how we should feel, how, what we should do, what is normal. And, and that is just to me, it, the older I've got, you know, I'm a ripe 32 years old. It's like, wow, we are, I just feel like we're a bunch of lab rats. Like I really do feel that way. And, um, you know, I would at one point in time, you know, one point in my life, I was like, yeah, that's the way, like you have to have a nine to five job. You have to grind, you have to sacrifice, you have to do these things. And it's like, you have to, what, what part from a to B, where did that have to part come? And, I can't blame anyone else because when we come into this world as a fresh little baby and we're just like, oh my gosh, like the world, it's so great. Like we are, the veil is so thin then. If you know what I'm talking about with the veil, it's like you just came over from, you know, the other side, we'll say, quote, I'm putting quotes up in the (laughs) air. 
<laughs> you know, like you were such a spiritual little soul and you come into this physical world and now you're in this vessel, like this physical vessel. And you're like, okay, like I'm here. I still kind of remember what was going on before, but not really. Cause now, you know, my life is changing. And immediately the minute you're born, it's like you're thrown into an environment that is already set in stone. You know, your parents, whoever they may be, whoever gave birth to you, you know, the way you're raised, whoever you're raised by, their beliefs, their belief system, the belief system that they're living in, the environment they're living in, then like how you're brought up, the things you're exposed to, not exposed to, what you feel about other cultures, what, you know, what other cultures, how they treat you, then you get like that feeling of this is, this is what it is. And it's, it's, it's overwhelming when you look back at it because you're like, wow, like I, I really didn't choose any of that because although you did choose it because you accepted it, but you only accept it because the people around you are people that you trusted and you felt this is the way it is and you were taught that way. So it, it really begins to open your mind to this thinking of, so what is normal? What is right? Like who really am I? Because the minute I came into this world, I was constantly being given rules and pathways and, and, oh, this is the way you should think. This is the way you should feel about this, right? So going into now present time, you know, your past is your past. There's nothing we could do about it, right? I mean, we, we can't go back physically and be like, all right, let's change all this. Oh, when that person did it to me, let me change my thinking because I was working out of a thinking of someone else, right? I was working out of the mindset of someone else that had given me that mindset. So the important part is to be aware. And that ties into what I was talking about with social media and the world. So unfortunately, unless you're living on an island alone without anyone around, you are going to be exposed. You are going to be constantly bombarded by the world around you. And here's the, here's the key here. It's okay. It's okay because now that you're aware, now that you know what the world is doing and, and you understand that it's not, it doesn't have to be your mindset, you can protect yourself. You can deflect a lot of those, of those, um, it, it, like all oh, those exposure of feelings and, and just be who you want to be. But that is the hard part. And the hard part with that is because we have been conditioned for so long to think and feel and react the way that we have been. And that's another thing. It's kind of like that fight or flight response. It kind of ties into this too, because, uh, you know, when you're younger, you don't have fear. <laughs> like, think about it. If you were a baby and a huge tiger just started coming at you, you wouldn't be afraid because you would just be like, wow, this beautiful creature thing that I have no idea what it is, it's coming towards me. Like, of course I'm not afraid. But if that thing came towards you and maybe ripped off your leg, gosh, this is getting dark. But if it did and you felt pain and that pain was associated with that that image of that tiger coming at you and the, oh my gosh, the horror of it all. Well, the next time, I mean, heaven forbid, if that happened and you saw that same creature coming at you and it was coming at you just the way it was before, now you have fear associated with it. So what I'm trying to say is like you have to relearn and put in new habits to the environment around you so that you do not just have your fight or flight reaction. Now, going in with that, with the tiger response, because a lot of people are like, yeah, but if I saw a tiger coming at me, wouldn't I want to fight or flee or protect myself? 100%. So this is kind of like that area where it's like, it's good that you had experience in things because I feel like 
we do need to be cracked open. We do need to experience, we need to understand and, you know, have evaluations for ourselves of the world and be like, okay, this is how I feel about it because I feel about it this way because it's bringing me joy or not. Not because someone else told me, oh, this is the way you should feel. This is the way that you should to you should absorb this or you should um, receive this. And even if you feel joy, oh, well, it's not, you're not supposed to feel joy with this because someone else feels that way. So it's, it's crazy. And this goes into like being enlightened or being, again, just being aware. Um, and it, I'll just say it this way. When I've been going, since I've been going through this process and it's been, I would say it's been going on for a long time with me. I, I would even say it's been going on for, oh Lord of mercy, almost, well gosh, a long time. Because here's the thing with me. I, I grew up in a beautiful, beautiful family, a loving family. Um, I'm the middle of five siblings. So my experience with others and different age groups and, you know, everything like that was awesome. I was involved in a lot of different things in school. I was, I was an athlete. I was in band. I was in drama. I'm, I loved art. I trying to think what else I even did. I mean, I experienced a lot. I was in some clubs. I, I did some things for the first time that other other children my age or, you know, adolescents my age didn't do in a good way. This isn't like bad things. (laughs) And I got exposure, exposure, exposure. And I believe it was because my fear, uh, um, I guess, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but like my exposure to fear perhaps wasn't as much, or maybe I was more fearless than the average, um, like female adolescent at my age that I just took on things because I felt like I could because no one was really telling me that it was wrong or that I couldn't. And if they did, they didn't have an excuse or an actual like educated explanation for it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I can do this. So the reason, the example I'll give is I, um, I was one of the first female wrestlers at my high school and I was told, um, Hey, like we don't have this, but you know, if you go to a practice and you go through and you go to the camp in the summer and you get through it, then yeah, you know, maybe you can do it. And I did all those things because at the time I was fearless and I still am fearless by the way, but I did those things because I was like, why not? It was something inside me that said, I can do this. Let me try. No one else has done it. That's all right. That didn't stop me. Now, someone else who had grown up maybe perhaps thinking like, all right, well, girls cannot do this or, you know, because no girl has ever done it before, you can't do it. I didn't have that fear and I did it. But society today sometimes will tell you those things and you will believe it because the exposure to it is so great or because your fear like mechanism inside of you is triggered with that kind of stuff. And, or maybe you went through something in your past where you did try something and it, you failed and it was pretty traumatic or it just, it gave you all those feelings of like oh, self-doubt and these like negative limiting beliefs about yourself that you were like, well, you know what? I did that. I tried it and look what happened. And so I will never do it again, which, Hey, we're all guilty of, we're all guilty of it at some point in time in our life. I would say for the most part, it's, it can be difficult to overcome that kind of thinking in those moments when you're really excited. Let's just say, um, like competing in something. It doesn't have to be athletics. It could be competing in anything that you like to compete in. It could be bodybuilding. It could be um, some sort of art contest. It could be a chess tournament. It could be competing at something for work, at, like a goal, right? 
um, I'm running out of things you can compete in. <laughs> I always go to athletics just because I was brought up that way. Again, I've been conditioned to that. So that's the first thing I think of. But there's so many different things you can compete in, right? Spelling bees, um, you know, literature contests. So you put in all this time and effort into any one of those things. And, you know, everyone is going to, every single person and some, at some point in time is going to tell themselves either quietly out loud, or someone will tell them like, you're going to win this. You're going to win this. Well, there, there can only be technically, if you want to say like physically, there can only be one winner. Now everyone's a winner if you look at it a different way, but for the sake of this conversation, there can only be one winner. So here you have, let's say 10 individuals and that all individuals are thinking, I am going to win this competition. Now, obviously, one person is going to come out victorious, and then they are going to link that victorious feeling that they had before to that and go, see, I knew it. I knew I was going to win. I knew it, and I did all these things, and and that was why I won. And they will repeat that same um, series of events of conditioning their mind or their body or whatever they were doing to condition themselves to get ready for that competition. Now, what happens to the other nine people? Those other nine individuals who lost will now have a different reaction. And it's up to them of how they're going to react to that, right? It's easy for the person that won. They're just going to go, well, yeah, of course I was going to win because I told myself I was going to win and I did. So it's kind of like, well, I don't really have to think about this much longer (laughs) because I know what I did to win. Now, the other nine individuals, they're going to go back and be like, holy crap, I lost. What did I do wrong? Oh, I could have conditioned more. Oh, I could have done this more. Oh, well, then they'll make excuses. Well, I think he or she cheated or, well, I think it was a biased thing or blah, blah, blah. So all these other negative emotions come in that they wouldn't have had if they would have won. And why do they think that? Because we go right into this belief system that we're not good enough or we didn't do something right or it was unfair. And why can't we just sit there in those moments and just be responsible for for how it happened? Now, yeah, maybe for some of them, they could have conditioned more. Maybe some of them, they could have studied more. Maybe some of them, they they really didn't give it their all. But here's the thing. They all could have given their all and still wouldn't have come out because the person who did won, did win, I'm sorry, just was better than them in that moment. In that moment. So it doesn't have to be a definition for life. It doesn't have to be like, well, you suck at this and you'll never win. Why do we, so why do we get these feelings about ourselves? Why do we have those belief systems and those feelings always just be attached to us? Instead of being like Velcro where we could take it on and off and be like, okay, well, it happened. I'm going to take it off and throw it away, right? We we super glue it to our body, <laughs> to our mind. And so this is unfortunate is what I'm getting at because so many people are not really pursuing what makes them happy because their path to becoming the happiest person in their life, the most successful person in their life was cut short by a belief system that they either gave to themselves through reoccurring events that they have never been told that, oh, it's okay to fail at some things or it's okay to go through this and not and it doesn't work the first time. Um, and to keep pushing if it's something you really feel joy from. Um, but instead, they they just go down this weird rabbit hole of like, I can't do this. And so I guess going back to everything from the beginning, it's like we have these belief systems that were given to us at a young age. And it's it can be very hard, but it's really important that you become aware of these things and you do some deep digging, okay, into yourselves, that if you're feeling this way 
but someone else is telling you that this is just the way it has to be. That's wrong. There's not an alignment there. Okay. But if you truly believe it, then your belief system will, it'll, it'll go over everything else, right? Because your belief system is different than my belief system. And if you believe the sky is green and I believe it's blue, I could sit here till I'm blue in the face telling you that it's actually blue. But if you believe that it's green, it's green for you. And if it works for you, it works for you. So with ever being said in the social media and the media and just wherever you're going around, like you are constantly absorbing belief systems of other people. And so it's really important that you stay true to what brings you joy, what you believe. And again, like if you believe, I mean, something terrible, something like illegal, if you believe that like, oh, the only way is to like steal things and murder people. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe we should, maybe we should tweak your belief system a little bit. (laughs) Cause I mean, doing harm and doing things maliciously is not, it's, it's just, Unless you can prove to me that it is a good, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know many belief systems that believe in that, right? But I'm just talking about in general, like you, the world, like if, if you're working that job that you feel you have to work, you know, 10, 15 years in order to get that retirement plan and then you can finally be happy, that is, oh, Lord have mercy, you are going to be miserable. And during that time, you may have pockets of like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. And you might even be, you might even become immune to it so much. And you will, you will train your belief system in your mind that like, this is what I have to do that you'll actually start to like it. And if that happens, well, then good. Maybe you became, you became aligned with it somehow. But if it's a constant struggle for yourself to feel aligned with that, then that is a huge red flag. That is your inner, like, just emergency system going off. Like, do, 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 do. Like, you should not be doing this. So it just, with everything going on it in the world, it's it's been a lot. It's just been a lot. In fact, it's to the point where, personally, friends, I don't watch the news. I don't know what's going on in the world. And, per, and maybe you think that that's a really naive thing for me to do, and that's really horrible. But for right now in my life, I... I see no benefit. I see zero benefit because truly at the end of the day, all these people could be doing this or doing that and saying this and saying this is right or this is wrong, but they're not living the life that I'm living. Like they're not, they're not like in my mind every day and having to deal with the responsibilities that I have. And so why should I take on their belief system if it's not feeling right and I have no connection to it and it's really not doing me any good at all. It's just, to me, I feel like you're just poisoning your your mindset. Now, of course, there are things on TV and um, you know social media that are beautiful. And yes, that's why I have a social media platform, many. I have like Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. I have Facebook, you know, and I use them all for different things. But I, over the years, have started just unfollowing people and deleting things that don't give me any joy. And and that's the core of it all. Like really at the core, it's what brings you joy? What makes you feel good? And what is going to help you share that joy and that love to other people as well? Like that is what we should be pursuing. And then all this other crap that you see, will just, it'll have to melt away. Like it'll dissolve. There, you can't, it, you will not be giving it light. So there's no way that it can, I mean, it's like putting like a flower in a dark room, you know what I mean? With no light, no water, whatever. Eventually it's going to shrivel up and die because it doesn't have a source, right? So like the more that you feed into these, 
oh my gosh, these like just trails of social media of like, oh, it's like vomit. Like I can't, <laughs> it makes me nauseated like seeing these things. It's the more you talk about it, the more you're giving it life. So it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of an example to give you guys. Like, oh, like when you say like pro-life, that to me, that's a good thing because you're, you're talking about being positive about life, right? Um, when you say like, you know, I'm against this or I'm against that and you actually say what you're against, like the thing and like the thing, like, oh, I'm against murder. Like, well, you just brought a lot of light to the word murder. So now people are thinking about the word murder, you know, instead of thinking about life. Like think about the, if you just say those words out loud, murder, life, life, murder, right? Like, isn't there a difference? Don't you feel different when you say one or the other? Love, hate, okay? Happiness, sadness. Like, don't you feel the energy behind that? Don't you see how both are different and how both give you a totally different view of when you say that, you know? So with all this being said, I just, I really wanted to make this podcast about being aware of what's going around you. And then once you are aware, making a a decision for yourself of what do you want to believe? What do you want to live by? What is going to be part of your core, core principles of how you live? And through that, how can you positively affect those around you so they can be a domino effect and other people can feel exactly the way that you're feeling in a good way. Because I believe in strength in numbers. I believe in the community aspect of things. I could sit here all day and make this podcast and just have it for myself. Well, great. I mean, it's a great way to journal my thoughts, I guess. But if no one else is listening to it and I'm not interacting with anybody, what good does it really do? So if you have a good thought, a good feeling, a, a joyful like thing to share with the world, a product, a word, a note, a, a book, um, just your voice in general, just your compassion. Like, honestly, I feel like it's your duty as a sweet soul on this earth to share that and to block out the negativity of the world. So when you see those things, like when you see these negative posts out there, just why, why do we share it? Why do we comment on it? I feel like we're just bringing more light to it. And I, I know I might have people on here, if you're, if you're still listening, you might say like, well, you know, if we don't, if we don't address it, it's not going to go away. And I understand that. So it's a, it's a very tough position for us all, right? I'm just saying that when you do address things over and over and over again, and it keeps coming back and nothing is really changing and actually it's getting worse, then what does that tell you? It's, it's like, it's the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and yet nothing is happening. So the more that we give light to the negative things in the world, the more that we're having those negative viewpoints, the more that we're just absorbing that. Even if, here's another thing, even if we're not even doing much about it, but we're just watching it and we're not saying you have to do something to fight against it, but why not, why not instead when you see those things, immediately post a picture of like a puppy or something sweet, like a bunch of flowers or a great, like the moon at night or the sunrise sunset or a picture of your family and how grateful you are for them. 
wouldn't that be better than to to put your time and energy into commenting on these other posts and these and you know having conversations with your family like did you see that again oh my gosh like wouldn't it make more sense to to talk about happier things and more positive things in your life like it, it, it makes me think of like when you see people how are you i'm good how are you i'm good okay good and then when people are about, oh, well, I'm having a miserable day. Let me tell you all about it. And I'm like, here's the thing. I find that so funny because if I'm having a really great day, when people ask me, I go, I'm having a wonderful day. I honestly had a wonderful day because I woke up, I'm alive, I did my gratitudes. I mean, I went through my meditation, it was wonderful. And they might just sit there and be like, holy crap. I mean, I just asked you how your day was. Like, I didn't really need that whole book of why your day is so great. But why is it okay in the flip side to be like, let me tell you what happened. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so upset about this. This happened. Like I, I broke my favorite coffee cup. Then I got into a car accident. Then I didn't have money for this. Then I, you know, someone broke up with me. Oh my, but we feed off of that more than we feed off of. I had a glorious, glorious morning. And you know what? I smiled at someone and they smiled back at me. And I just, this cup of coffee was delicious this morning. And it was just a wonderful afternoon. Wow. How does either one make you feel? Like, I don't know about you, but the, the, the happiness one made me feel light and airy and happy. And it made me want to like jump into that person's morning routine. I was like, oh, I want to feel like that every day. But the other person, it's like you get sucked into that negative feeling, to that negative whirlwind of things, you know? And, and even if we went into, I know this is getting kind of dark, but if we went into death, so I, and this might be a little touchy, but it's like when those who pass away, it's such a horrible experience, especially if they're suffering, right? If they're suffering and it was, it was a terrible death, but then we sit there and we mourn and we mourn and we cry, we cry over them. And then now we have a bunch of people in one spot crying and mourning over the death of this person. Now, to me, the older I get, first of all, I've never liked funerals. I've actually avoided funerals because, and I never knew why. As a kid, I, I hated going to them. Oh, like, you know, I I mean, in my family, we had people obviously pass away who are like my, you know, great aunts or, you know, even grandparents who've passed away. And I am not saying that I don't want to go there out of like, I don't want to respect them. It's not that. It's just that that sadness is so great for me. And I'm just really, I'm, you know, I've, I've claimed to be more of an you know, empath. So I do, I do claim to be that way. I don't really like labels, but yes, I am definitely an empath. I feel things. I'm a feeler. So when I'm around that energy of just everyone's so sad, and then I see the person who's there, a loved one who's passed away, I am, I'm seeing them in a state that I don't want to remember them by. I want to remember them for their light and their love and their laughter and the joy they brought to my life, not for just, oh gosh, well, I'm never going to see them again. So truly, I think funerals are crappy. I think we should throw a party. I think, yes, like we can go through the traditional aspects of a funeral as having them there, but why must we bring so much attention to the sadness? Why does it have to be a mournful thing? Um, Even church services. I love church services that are like bright and fun and you're bouncing around and, and the songs are uplifting and we're not sitting there like crying. It should be a celebration, a celebration of life. And so even at funerals, it's like there's a lot of energy that's brought into that, a lot of negative energy of 
we have to sit here. We have to be sad. We have to remember them, but we're remembering them in a sad moment. So it's only going to breed more sadness. And then they expect you to leave that funeral service, go out and just be happy, like about your day. Like, oh, well, I mean, like, what? no, it's going to, it's going to travel with me for a long time. And especially if you're someone who feels more or you, you keep emotions more, then that might travel into other parts of your life. Because guess what? The way that you're feeling in this moment, it's going to shoot out of you like little rays of light to everyone around you, or it's going to shoot out like bullets because you, your energy affects those around you, whether you know it or like it, it does. So We went off on a tangent there, but to wrap it all up, um, I just wanted to bring a little bit of awareness to you of you should be aware if you can be. Well, not that you should be. I shouldn't say should. I don't like the word should, but you could be more aware of things that are going on around you. And this doesn't, this doesn't have to even be a media or social media or that kind of a thing. This is awareness of everything in your life. The way that you wake up in the morning. What is the first thing you do? Do you grab your phone? Do you go through all your other social media platforms? Do you see negativity? Is that the first, excuse me, is that the first thing that you put into your mind when you wake up? Because let me tell you, right before you go to bed and right when you wake up, that is when you're in this very calm, sweet space. And the thing that you put in right away or right before you go to bed, that is going to stay there. And it's going to affect you more than if you saw it randomly throughout the day. So that's just a little tip, just so you know. So with all that being said, again, if be aware of what you're doing. Even if it's just a habit that you've always had and you're not even that aware, take a second to, I mean, even if you need to sit down and go, okay, what did I do today? What was, what was everything that I did from the minute I woke up to when I went to bed? How did I act? What did I put into my body to eat? What did I, what did I drink today? What did I listen to? What kind of music do I listen to? What kind of podcast do I listen to? Or do I not listen to? What kind of people do I surround myself with? What, what are the people that I wish I surround myself with? What did I think about? How do I feel about my job? How do I feel about myself? When I looked in the mirror today, was I happy with what I saw or was I immediately judging myself? Hmm? When I got into the car, was I upset if someone cut me off or... Did I say, okay, well, they're just in more of her than I am, right? When you saw someone that maybe did you wrong, did you automatically just think a negative thought or did you let it go? Because it's, it doesn't bother you anymore. It shouldn't bother you anymore. It's not a part of your life anymore. What things are you holding on to? What things do you need to release? Why are you holding on to those things if you know it brings you sadness and feelings of negativity? So these are just points of awareness and we could go on and on and on and on, but I'm trying to keep this, the time pretty short with you guys. So that is my, just my little nugget of information for today for you guys. So if you guys have any other questions about this, or maybe you want to talk a little bit more about it, I love talking about this because truly why I'm here is to bring you guys joy. That is my purpose. I want to heal you guys, help heal you guys, help you heal yourself. And this is just just like a chapter in my book of how you can do it. I had to do it for myself. The only reason why I talk about these things is because I've experienced it and I I have my own way learned to get out of those negative belief systems and to really expose myself more to happiness, joyfulness, and those who bring me those things instead of thinking I'm stuck. 
this is the way it has to be. Because guess what? It doesn't have to be that way. Just so you know, you create your reality. The reality that you're living in right now, wherever you're listening to this, whatever you are thinking about right now, you are thinking those thoughts because you are allowing yourself to think those thoughts. Now we think like 70,000 thoughts a day without even wanting to. It just happens. Even when I meditate, it's sometimes a struggle to not let thoughts come in, right? So that just tells you that it's going to keep coming, okay? But you have the power. You have the choice to let the thoughts that you want to stay in your life stay and, and have the thoughts you don't want anymore just float on by. And guess what? They might come back, okay? Most likely they will until you get strong enough in your mind, because your mind's a muscle, just like the rest of your body and your muscles, until you get strong enough and in order for you to keep it going and flowing, you have to practice. You have to practice letting those thoughts go and focusing and holding on to the ones that just make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And the more you focus on those thoughts, the negative ones just bounce off you. They just, I mean, you just, you have such a great shield that you made. It's an invisible shield, but you have to work on it. So with everything going on in the world, just be aware of the one, the things that bring you joy and the things that bring you a lot of crappy feelings, start getting rid of them. Start avoiding those. Okay. Just try it. I mean, really, really, this is such a simple thing to do, but it's so hard because we've been conditioned to like, just let things affect us. And it's weird too. This might be another podcast, but like we actually, it's, this is sad. This is scientifically proven, but a lot of times we love the feeling of being sad and like, Oh, like, oh my gosh, who's it? Dane Cook, I think, does a, like a skit about this. Like when you're really sad, you go and look at yourself crying in the mirror and you cry more. Then you think about all the negative things that happened. And it's, we laugh at it because we've done it, but it's really damaging. And then you get into this weird thing of like, if you have arguments with your spouse or your partner or whoever you're with, um, it's almost like you get, it's like an addiction. You want to fight with them because it's like the one time you feel a lot of fire and energy. But you have the power to feel that energy and that fire in a good way. It's just that that's the way that you're conditioned to. And you feel like this is, well, I'm going to get something out of this. And I feel something out of this. And sometimes it's just feeling, but you're not feeling the right thing. And you go after that. And then you realize, oh my, this has been a trigger now. This has been traumatic. This is now damaging. And before you know it, you're in a really dark hole of like, this is the only way I feel. And then you, you, you get all these other addictions that go along with it to get you out of it or to keep you there, right? So that is my little take on that, guys. Okay, so I want you, after all this is said and done, I want you guys to have a great day. And I want you really to just sit down for five minutes, think about the things you're grateful for in your life, okay? And you don't have to necessarily think about all the things that you don't want in your life, but I want you to just focus on the things that you really love and you enjoy in your life. And then I want you to think about things that you would love to have more of in your life. Let's not even think about the things that you don't want. Let's That actually brings it more to light, remember? So let's just focus on the things that you want. Let's focus on those things. Let's focus on the things that bring you joy. And let's see what happens. And just be aware of that and be aware of how you feel when you're thinking of those things. Okay. All right. Well, guys, it's been wonderful. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. It is bright and sunny out here in Ohio. It's supposed to be a heat wave of like 72 this week. (laughs) So I'm going to go absorb it a little bit before I have a, a Reiki session. So, um, 
enjoy your day guys thanks for listening again please follow me if you if you aren't i am on i'm on uh tiktok and twitter and instagram and my uh my my social media handle my name is slick vic ba so please follow me um i would love to hear feedback if you guys are listening to this and always remember to peace toast and jam all right guys talk to you soon